0: Hello and welcome to you all. Welcome to our candlelit Christmas Eve service here at Essex Church. If you have younger ones with you, feel free to move around the space. There's a blanket that they can sit upon. The loos are just out there. And although this is a quiet, candle-lit service, which we suggest you remain sitting throughout, do feel free to move around if you need to. And we're here this Christmas Eve to be together, to feel the warmth of human bodies, a reassurance against the cold of the winter night. We come to fill our eyes with the light of candles, to fill our ears with the sounds of music, to fill our hearts with the wonder of new hope. Hope for the love of one another, hope for peace on earth, goodwill to all. And so, give us this night that inner peace which comes from the knowledge that we are not alone, but that we are here together, sharing common hopes and dreams, common resolves. Give us this night the joy and the wonder which fill our souls with the knowledge that we are part of the interweaving patterns of the human and the divine. Each of us, a spark of light in the universe, together, A brilliance which calls forth that promise of Bethlehem. Together may we find courage to realise that promise. This Christmas Eve I'm lighting this chalice, this symbol of our Unitarian faith in celebration of the divine light waiting to be reborn in every atom of our bodies. In every thought, in our minds, in the very essence of every soul, the light of God waiting for humanity to reach out to it so that peace and joy and love may reign. May the candle we light remind us of the glowing love within our hearts May the carols we sing uplift our spirits and renew our hope and vision, and may the special moments that we share together this Christmas time strengthen the bonds of caring between us at this time and throughout the year. Let's sing now. Remaining seated, once in Royal David's City, on your (laughs) sheets.
1: By Burton Carley Teenager Mary waited she waited to know the meaning of her pregnancy she waited for the moral judgment and its shutting effect she waited for the verdict from a man she hardly knew except for his reputation for righteousness troubled Joseph waited he waited to understand the meaning of Mary's pregnancy he waited and he knew not why for it was clear what was expected of him he waited to quietly end the planned wedding Mary and Joseph waited and both dreamed. Mary dreamed of wanting her child and how that child might have a future. Joseph dreamed of not keeping the letter of the law but keeping Mary now they found themselves waiting to arrive at Bethlehem on a journey they did not want to take compelled by dreams and a census In the overflowing town, Mary and Joseph waited for a place to stay. They waited as all parents wait for the birth of a child. They waited without knowing how the mystery of their dreams would unfold. They waited while listening to the cry of the newborn, relieved and strangely joyful. Mary and Joseph waited as their firstborn grew in stature. Mary waited as she saw keener perceptions revealed in his eyes. Joseph waited and watched as he saw in the driving of a nail some grace and strength beyond the rough-hewn skills of a carpenter. The couple waited as the spirit took their child away from home. They waited in the destiny of dreams and decisions still wondering what they had done they waited in hope and fear as parents do for him to find his place in the world and the child who was theirs and not theirs at the same time could not wait he went into the world seeing its wonder and sorrow. And he urged those about him not to wait any more for their place in it. Everywhere he went, he carried with him the experience of love that waited for him and would not cast him out. He waited for compassion for the least and welcomed them, giving them a holy place, all the while remembering Bethlehem.
2: is Christmas Eve by Kathleen McTeague. All these centuries after the story of the star, the wise men, the baby born in the stable, and the angels singing him with their mysterious alleluias, we are lost and wandering still. We stumble at every step over our own greed or need or ignorance fear. Bethlehem is not a gentle city tonight. Its people are wise in the ways of the clenched fist, the broken truce. Marked like them with the scars of ignorance and sorrow, we come to Christmas baffled as any shepherd by the music that sounds so high above us, the syntax foreign to our sceptical hearts. Yet we try to speak the language of hope. Lifting ourselves towards the future with a dream of what yet may be. We remember that the heart of Christmas is hope. Hope that a child born homeless and in danger may grow up to be wise and kind. That the stars, serene in their darkness, have something to teach. That there are mysteries around us, among us, singing ethereal harmonies. New hope in ourselves rises then too, that we will learn one day and in the nick of time how to walk our paths with truth and justice, how to bring peace to life on this earth, how to sing for ourselves the angel songs of praise, wonder and joy.
0: And so let's join us in a time of prayer and reflection. Let's join our hearts and minds together. Now in the spirit of prayer. That these quiet moments might lead us to the heart of the season. Which is peace. May we breathe deeply of peace in this quiet place. Relax into its warmth. Know we are safe here. And let us open our hearts to the evening story. Like the wandering couple, may we find that our greatest trials issue forth from our greatest joys. And like the harried innkeeper, may we find ways to be of help to others. Like the lumbering beasts may we be silent witnesses to the unfathomable glory of life. Like the shepherds on the hill, may we know that we need never be afraid. Like the journeying wise, may we always have the courage to follow our stars. Like the angels, may we cry peace to a troubled world. Holy One, To these prayers for our own transformation, we add prayers for all of those who suffer and grieve this evening. May they find comfort. And we add our prayers for all those caught up in war. May they be safe. And may this season of peace and goodwill nudge our world towards its ideals. For then will truly Christmas dawn. Amen. let's sing now carol 91 it came upon the midnight
3: clear
4: This is a reading by Barbara Rhodes, for Unto Us a Child is Born. The remarkable thing about, Christmas, about the Christmas story is the change it represents in human thought. The God who had created the earth in six days, who had brought plagues of frogs and flies and locusts and darkness and the death of the firstborn children of Egypt, who had parted the Red Sea and handed down the stone tablets of the law, that God is gone from the old story. A new story tells us of the same God who needs a humble young woman and the long months of patient waiting and the human process of birth to bring divinity into the world. That is the part of this quiet story that still speaks to us. Christmas reminds us that the truly divine, the gift of the spirit, can only enter the world through us. Christmas reminds us that spirit is more than feeling. It must be made incarnate in the world as truth spoken as beauty created as love and compassion given deep joy comes in feeling the quiet secret movement of the child within us but the greater joy and what we are called to do is to labor to bring forth that child and let it live in the world The story may be part history, but to me it is primarily myth. The difference between history and myth is not that one is true and the other is not, but that history is a story of something that happened once, thousands of years ago, in a faraway country to people we did not know, whereas myth is the story that happens now, here, in this very place, to every one of us, over and over again. To ask if a myth is true is to ask if the notes on a printed page are music. One can only answer by playing or singing the notes. A few births are easy. Children arrive almost before we know it. The right words are there on the tip of our tongue. The simple loving act was done spontaneously, almost without thought. But most births are truly acts of labor. Some are long and difficult and filled with pain. When the child is born, there are thousands of Herods around us who would slay it through violence or neglect or indifference. Yet our fear of Herod is overcome by the joy of the birth. Rejoice! Rejoice! For unto us a child is born. And the story of Christmas tells us that we too, are part of the holiness of creation.
5: This is a reading by Patricia Bowen called Seeking Christmas. We have come here seeking Christmas, searching outside ourselves for what can only be found within. We will not find Christmas here unless we have brought it with us. Christmas is a spirit of the season, a habit of the heart, not reserved for designated days in December, but available all days, all year. Lighting our way through the darkness and the dullness of the winters of our souls to the Bethlehem that dwells in each of us. There a star shines in spite of ourselves and the absurdities and ironies of our existence. We need to be reminded, now and then, of that star's abiding presence, And persistence in each one of us. Here we pause, if only for a moment, in the midst of festive madness, to listen for the angel voices that sound softly inside each of us, proclaiming the truth of Christmas that lies beneath all the ribbon and paper, the tinsel and glitter of getting and spending, the ho-ho-hos that quickly become, for many of us, bar humbugs. As we pause here on this winter's eve, let us listen quietly to those whispers of Christmas truth, of the gifts of Christmas that cannot be got or bought or sold but can only be freely received and gladly given, shared with ourselves and with others.
0: Let's join now in singing, our little town of Bethlehem. It's number 85. now on your green sheet, there is a responsive reading inside. Lovely words. We are the light of the world by Becky Edmiston. And we invite you to join in by saying the responses that are printed in bold. Some say that Jesus is the light of the world. We all can be the light of the world if we seek to act in ways that enlarge the realms of love and justice. When we share another's pain or offer a comforting ear to a friend in need, we are the light of the world. When we give bread to the hungry or support ways to house the homeless, when we fight temptations to wrongdoing within ourselves and treat our neighbours with respect, we are the light of the world. When we try to overcome differences with understanding and solve conflict with peaceful means, we are the light of the world. When we look for the good in other people and in ourselves, we are the light of the world. When we do not stay quiet in the face of prejudice, but speak our minds firmly and gently, we are the light of the world. When we fight despair within ourselves and side with hope, we are the light of the world when we use our powers justly and in the service of love for humanity,
2: we are the light of the world.
0: We are the light of the world. Amen. So I invite you now to pass that light of the world from one to another with care and let's keep our candles burning for as, as long as you want to. Keep them upright perhaps through the next few carols and the time of meditation and stillness. And when you're ready to blow it out, keep it upright for a minute or so so that the wax doesn't drop on you or your clothing. it pass. Stay we're seated now for the next few carols. There's a lovely quiet carol called Dark of Winter. Then we're going to sit in silence for a few minutes together and then let's sing Silent Night whilst remaining seated as well. So, Dark of Winter on your sheet. by our presence here we create this silent night, this holy night where all is calm I invite you to join once more in a time of prayer. Blessed and holy night, silent night, full of truths too awesome to bend into words. We sit in the glow of ages, wound round stories that teach us some of what it means to be human, some of what it means to know God. The meditations of our hearts and prayers of our souls speak our independent needs, loves and yearnings. May they collect for a moment in this our common experience as we direct them together in a spirit of petition. We seek the patience to peer long enough in the eyes of brothers and sisters that we too may see them as children of loving mothers and fathers children of divinity itself we seek the wisdom to pause long enough before making judgments that separate us one from another that separate us from our very souls we seek the strength to hold the lives that are placed in our own care not to protect them from every trial no arms are that strong but to hold them hold them in the light as long as the light is available. And we seek the still, small, call to compassion that cannot be silenced by greed, fear or anger that roots so deeply in our humanity that it will out should we pause long enough to listen. For all of these we give of ourselves in prayer or meditation not to end with an amen but so that we might find the means to make our yearnings manifest in our world by the work of our hands and the proclamation of our hearts. Amen. And may it be so.
6: Meeting the Messiah by Jeffrey B. Siminkevich When we scale at last the walls which our hardened hearts have built then we come face to face finally with the blessedness of one another then we see that these struggling fellow pilgrims with whom we share this space are no longer robbers, pirates and thieves but deepest friends most intimate souls. To see this creation with the eyes of God means seeing with the eyes of peace. It means finding ways to bind up the broken, even when the world says it can't be done. To scale these walls of alienation and despair means living our lives in truth with justice neither denying the holy gifts of our hearts and souls, nor hoarding them like miser's gold. It is the simplest call of all, in essence. To open ourselves to God, we must first open ourselves to one another. Each day we live in hope, the deepest possibilities of our dreams and of our visions in this life. We dwell as well in heaven then it is that we will turn and greet one another, knowing at long last the simple blessing of standing fully in the presence of another true Messiah, face to face with one like us, a beaming holy child of God.
0: Carol, 94, speaks of hearing the bells on Christmas morn. 284 is a good night hymn. It's a lovely one to look around at one another and be grateful we're sharing this planet together. A good night hymn, 284. so may the wonder and the mystery of Christmas fill our minds. May the love of friends and family fill our hearts. May the blessings of the earth, food and drink fill our bodies and may the joy of God illuminate our souls. Amen. Blessed be